0: Good morning, welcome to Humanity Meets Business with Christine Salvo. I have a wonderful guest today, Miss Carrie Fugate. She's a lead tender at a dispensary and she also has a nonprofit agency. It's called First Responder Cannabis Education. So Carrie, welcome to the show. I cannot wait to hear more about your nonprofit and and kind of the everything that you're doing there. So why don't we start off with kind of giving a little bit of a history. How did this first responder cannabis education nonprofit come to be? Um, I work in
1: the cannabis industry and I know that uh, if you are in a position like law enforcement, uh, any type of first responder, a 911 operator, anything like that, you're not supposed to consume this, and legally you can get in huge trouble for doing so. And when we check you in every day or each time you come in, we scan your ID into a state registry and it stays there. So any law enforcement or anything, uh, even if they want to come into a dispensary for just uh, education, they still have to have their ID scanned into that registry, whether they buy or not. So a lot of them get very sketchy feelings and they just will not come in unless it's official police business for other reasons. Um, it, we've had cops freak out and leave after they have been there. And it's sad to me, uh, because I would love for them to get education. And, uh, I was standing, I was at Smith's one day and I was just standing in line and a Reno fire chief was in front of me and he was talking to the customer in front of him about the increase in calls they've received and people can't handle edibles and they're not really, they're not getting educated on it. So they're getting physical reactions, they're getting pounding heart rates, they're actually being ambulanced to hospitals, and with COVID and everything else, hospital capacities are at their limit already, and people freaking out with cannabis overdoses are not their priority. So uh, there are ways that, uh, and usually they give them big pharma drugs to combat those reactions. And I know of a lot of ways to help people uh, who are overdosing on THC uh, to help calm you down and bring you back to reality, I guess. And uh, without having to use big pharma drugs. And I understand big pharma is there for a reason. And sometimes we need those drugs, but I don't think we need them for every situation. So, sure, um, yeah, um, I just, I want to educate the community and just kind of bridge the knowledge gap that, uh, cannabis is not as scary as everyone thinks it is. Um, it may be classed as a schedule one drug, but honestly, I mean, I, 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 I am saying this in the classes and stuff. It's like, uh, Google how many people have died of a cannabis overdose. The answer every time will be none. Uh, If it's laced with something, sure, because it was whatever was laced with it, that's usually the contributor. Uh, But THC alone, if you overdose on it, you'll freak out. You may want to die, but you're not going to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, so Carrie, I mean being a lead bud tender and also having this nonprofit, you know you're in this world 24 7 it seems like Mm -hmm. right so if you're not working you're working on something to help educate so for the first responders and when i think of first responder obviously we're thinking our emt police Mm -hmm. and fire but i also really kind of want to open this up to teachers and to parents Mm -hmm. and to um, caretakers Because Mm -hmm. cannabis is really kind of opening up those boundaries of who's using it since it's legalized and a lot of the um, pain benefits, right? A lot of the people benefit from that. Mm -hmm. So funny story, but not so funny story. My son came home a couple weeks ago um, and he said a kid had taken some edibles at school. Mm -hmm. Uh, Actually, I think it was um, uh, dabs or Mm -hmm. yeah. And And the kid had a very bad reaction and the ambulance had to come to the school and he ended up getting sighted and got taken to the hospital and quite the event, you know, for, (laughs) and so I'm thinking, what would happen if our teachers, our principals, if there was more education around what to do? So maybe you can start with, how do you know if someone's having an overdose on THC? You know, there was for many years, there was a lot of, um, you know, people saying like, you can't overdose on THC. So I'm really, I'm happy to hear that we've loosened the boundaries on that. And we go like, no, you really can. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to kill you like alcohol poisoning or an overdose on opiates, but it can still be a pretty significant event in your life. So what are some signs and symptoms of overdose? What should people be aware of first? Um, if a lot of
1: people, if you already have anxiety, uh, a lot of times a certain type of uh, cannabis can increase it or make it even worse. And so you'll get like the same panic attack reactions. Uh, you get paranoid, your heart races, you can't breathe. Uh, you have racing thoughts. Uh, you can't gain control of your own thoughts. Um, it, it feels, I mean, seriously, you're like, I'm going to die. You, you feel like you're panicking, you get sweaty. Uh, there's a lot of things that can physically happen.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, especially since, you know, um, the legalization and now all the research and and there's so, there's so much information that just wasn't available before. You know, I'm talking like even all the way up until the 2000s. <laughs> you know, so the idea that if you already have anxiety, it's not a good idea because it's probably going to exacerbate the feelings of anxiety for you with, like Whoa. you said, the certain strands.
1: There, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, sativas mainly. Those are mainly uppers, like social highs. That's like the head high, makes you buzzy feeling in your head. Uh, those are normally sativas, and those will increase your anxiety and make things worse. Uh, I avoid them at all costs because I already have anxiety and I already have a heart fast heart rate. So it will make out. I will feel like I'm losing my mind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so if you feel like you're having a panic attack, that's probably an, a sign of, of overdose. Okay. And how long does this last? What's a typical, you know, once you're in that state and you've overused, um, How how long can someone expect to be
1: there? It depends on how you consumed and how much. So like if you're smoking it, Uh, Usually smoking, you will be better in an hour, you know, 40 minutes to an hour. It should be, it should subside. Uh, If you're doing edibles and you do too much, uh, those can take up to two hours to work uh, to start. And what happens a lot of times is they're not properly educated when they buy them. They take two or three when they get home and then they wait a half an hour. It's not working yet. Well, it takes two hours because it has to go through your liver, your whole digestive tract before it hits you. And uh, so people take a whole bunch more and it's like, oh, no, now it's too much. <laughs> so those can last for hours. Those can be five, six hours. I know of some people who accidentally took like 800 milligrams of THC and they were high for days. So, it, yeah, it kind of depends on your body, how your body uh gets rid of things in your, do you have a high uh, metabolism? Because that will make things faster too. Um, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow.
1: (laughs) It can be hours, but
0: it will fade. It will go away. It will go away. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this first responder cannabis education, what, what is this?
1: Okay, what this is, this is going to be uh, for, and like you were saying, you know, teachers and stuff, I'm opening it up to anybody who wants to learn. It's not just for first responders, but that's my target. Uh, I mean, I, I'm totally down to teach anybody who wants to learn. Uh, if completely against it and you just want to know because you have kids, I'm down to teach you. Um, I'm not here to push it on anybody. Uh, I'm not here to make you feel bad. You can't do it. You know, I'm not here to to glorify it either. I just want people to realize the benefits that are there, and there are. I mean, I have helped. Uh, I I am a recovering opiate addict. Uh, benzos, I was on everything. You name it, I had it. Um, and uh, I actually used to get uh, opiates free from Purdue. <laughs> so that's just incredible. Um, I. Uh, Anyway, I I overdosed on opiates a few times and I'm lucky to be alive. I actually died in the hospital trying to come off of it. So um, yeah, they had to resuscitate me in front of my family and I just don't want to ever have to let them see that. So never again will I ever get that bad. Um, But that was also two at a time where you could get you know, opiates for a paper cut. So, you know, I know laws have changed. It's a lot more strict now with opiates, but we still have a problem. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of opiate addicts come in who want to get off and they're, they're desperate and they're willing to try anything. And I have a lot of stuff there that, you know, it's not going to get you off of it completely right away, but it will help your symptoms. Uh, and it makes things so much easier to stop mm-hmm. and stay off of it. And when you're an opiate addict, pain is intense, and it's hard to find something that will hit that pain, like like an opiate. And so there are a few things uh, at my store or everywhere uh, that are highly concentrated, that are very potent, that work really well for opiate addicts. Uh, Cancer patients. Uh, I've helped many cancer patients find pain relief. And uh, I have a lot of patients who I deal with on an everyday basis who are very close to me. So I mean, this is something very dear to me because of my past and how cannabis has helped me. Uh, There was a time I was in adult diapers in a recliner with a cane. Uh, I couldn't walk, I couldn't talk and that's what several different doctors did. So um, I trusted my doctors and I learned, my family fought for me too uh my family went to all my appointments and told them to stop and they wouldn't they would just change my drugs or add something new and i was a mess um and it took me just going to the hospital finally to get off and mm-hmm. i had hallucinations i mean it was a terrible experience that i don't want anyone to have to go through so it's like i i'm very careful now with anything i take and like cannabis is my savior. It has really saved me. Um, I'm 42 now and I run circles around most 21-year-olds at my job. (laughs) So, I mean, it can be done. You can come back and there's no reason why. Even if you're an opiate addict now, you can't stop. I mean, I always tell my customers to get medical help because withdrawing can kill you so yeah. and that's what happened to me is I was withdrawing and it killed me it wasn't the drugs it was a withdrawal and right. uh, you know so uh I always tell them get medical help do not try it on your own but this will this combined with medical help will help you so much
0: mm-hmm. so yeah so kind of having that step down program in a way of 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 going from something that's really significant and can as you said cause death upon use and withdraw to mm-hmm. something that's going to have you know you may not be completely sober or off things but it's uh you're not going to have the same consequences either you're not going to have the same risks involved exactly. so so a bit of that step down program so for first responders what are you typically educating on so and like we already defined a first responder would be kind of anyone that doesn't know you know, and you're coming in on scene, or someone's like, "I'm freaking out." What do you do?
1: Okay, so if if somebody's freaking out, you know, the best is it's a mental thing at that point. You know, uh, a lot of it, the physical reactions are combined with your emotional and mental. So if you can get a grip on your mental, a lot of times you can calm down the physical. So uh, CBD, uh, just pure CBD, no THC in it, is for this uh you can give someone a pretty high dose i would say 50 milligrams or higher of just plain cbd and that will taper them down and bring that it it like counteracts the psychoactive part of the thc Mm. so you start to calm down um even basic things like peppercorns like basic peppercorns chewing on those peppercorns will help uh it's a uh, caraphalein caraphalein is a terpene that's found in peppercorns and caraphalein will help bring down that THC high too. It will
0: help it will help you feel better. Wow. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> I, yeah. I was not aware of that. It's like, Oh, no, okay.
1: nope, no big pharma needed. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's nature. Nature takes care of us.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, so that's what you do now. For the first responders, and, and they're going like, hey, we don't have room in the hospitals for you. What the heck? What do you suggest that they do? So um, is is there like a, a way to like talk people down? Like, how would they approach this in a different way? Um, you, I mean, the
1: person who's freaking out, they probably don't understand what's happening to them. So basically, it's just edita- ed- excuse me, educating them. So, uh, you know, if you start asking them questions, okay, do you already have anxiety normally? Okay, you do. All right, this is what we're going to do now. We're going to take some slow, deep breaths. You're going to be fine. You're not going to die. Nobody's, I mean, if you just reinforce the fact nobody's died from THC, I know you feel like you're going to, but I promise you, you're going to be okay. Yeah, and you just start calming them down. Be gentle with them. You know, that is... How you approach the situation is a lot. I mean, if you seem panicky, you seem like you're freaking out, they're gonna freak out even more. But if you're calm, collected, and cool, you're like, hey, we got this, they'll calm, they'll, you know, they'll relax and they'll notice their physical reactions start going away too. And that
0: that sounds like something just about anyone can do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You don't have to just come at it and and know that know that it's gonna be okay. Do you suggest that? You know, after you've calmed them down, um, maybe like trying to go to sleep or should they be left alone? You know? uh, they probably will uh,
1: for quite a while. Uh, usually once you come down, one, you're exhausted from the panic, uh, from just being emotional. But uh, also the THC, uh, after a while, in, in too much, THC will just make you sleep. Uh, you know, you will just fall asleep. Okay. And that's okay, Right.
0: Oh, if yeah. They yeah, fall asleep, like, let them sleep. It's
1: not like an opiate fall asleep, or they get shallow breathing and they stop. No, this is this is more
0: like you're just taking a nap. And maybe some tips and tricks on kind of how to prevent this from happening. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but, you know, I love that we start with like, hey, this is pretty bad, and this is what you do. But but I really do, I do believe these are necessary tools and skills that for the culture and society we live in today, um is really beneficial to have in your back pocket, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's for anyone. So, you know, you have a little bit more of an empowered sense of, okay, this is happening, but I know what to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, possibly avoiding a trip to the hospital, if that's, if that's appropriate, you know, if that's okay. So how can people avoid this? You know, it does happen and we do need some education, but what are kind of the best ways and approaches to use safely if you're of age and legal limit and all those things. Um,
1: for uh, for smoking, uh, vaping, anything like that, uh, dabbing. Uh, dabbing is basically another form of smoking. It's just a highly concentrated version. So it's like super weed, I guess. Um, dabbing uh, can hit you a lot harder. Vapes can hit you a lot harder because, like, if you look at like flower concentrations. Uh, I, the highest flower percentage in THC I've ever seen is like 33, 35%. And that's Mm -hmm. super high for flower, uh, vapes. I usually see around 80 to 95%. So if you're going from smoking flower, which is like a 30 something up to a vape, it's going to hit you harder. It's going to be more intense. Um, you just gotta kind of like with smoking, it's easier to control. Uh, You feel it, you stop smoking, you start to come back down. Uh, With edibles, though, uh, I always tell people with edibles, uh, normally, like in the state of Nevada, a normal standard edible is about 10 milligrams. So if you're a brand new person in edibles, I recommend half of one, about five milligrams. Um, I, I tell people to wait two hours because it has to go all the way through your whole system. It has to go through your digestive tract, your liver, all that. Um, once I always tell people too, you can always take more, but you can't untake what you've already <laughs> taken. So, and that's Good point. Like, hmm. So people are like, oh, here's two gummies and they eat them. They're like half an hour later. They're like, it didn't work. I'm going to take two more. Well, then after two hours, when they're at the peak of their high, they're like, oh no, because now they've had four gummies and they should have probably started with a half of one. So, so that's that's where the freakouts happen. That's when you get that rush and you feel like you're gonna freak out. Mm-hmm. So I, I tell people to eat a half a one, uh, wait two hours and if you feel like you can comfortably do the same dose that you just did, I say do the other half and then you'll be able to determine what your dosage should be should be uh, without just you know going all in and
0: finding out the hard way. Yeah, I'm sure you hear that often, especially as a bud tender. What are some common questions people have for you? Oh, there's oh, so many.
1: Uh, a lot of people come in with actual medical stuff. And we are not doctors. We are not pharmacists. I get them all the time. Everything from, I have fibromyalgia. What do I need to use to help with pain? Um, I have headaches. I have migraines. I'm an opiate. I get all the questions. And it just depends on basically what they what they need um, I mean we get questions on terpenes uh, people are not very educated on terpenes here uh, and which is a, it's a fairly new thing uh, they just I mean they've always been there but they're still finding more and more every day and uh, they want to know about terpenes and people think it's all about THC percentages and it's not so uh, a lot of people you know you can tell your customers when they come in some customers will be like, "I want the high THC," and that's what you give them because that's what they want. But some people have these specific needs where uh, I need low pining or low myrcene or whatever, and we have to search the wall for whatever whatever they're looking for. But okay. I, yeah, it's just detailed with each customer, I guess. A lot so of
0: someone that's kind of new, that's that's experimenting and exploring, would we recommend, um, you know, that they do their research first that they come in and talk. What, what would you recommend for someone that doesn't quite know what to do, doesn't quite know how to handle it, wants to do it safely? Yeah, um, I say go to a go to a
1: dispensary if you feel comfortable. You know, go to a dispensary and talk to these bed tenders. Um, a lot, uh, most of them are very well educated in what they're doing. Um, you know, but we don't. We're just not medical doctors. That's that's where I'm struggling. You know, um, it's like I know what can help you, but based off of like terpene profiles and what they're supposed to do, but will it affect your body that way? I don't know.
0: So a lot of it's trial and error there. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. You've really done a lot to kind of give, give our listeners something to think about here. Um, Mm -hmm. Some tips and tricks on if you've taken too much, or if someone you know or love has taken too much, or you're a professional and you've encountered this Mm -hmm. and also safe ways to safe ways to to experiment and also to use for the benefits. So what are some of the benefits? Um, There's a whole bunch of benefits. Uh, You can
1: get, uh, they're cannabinoids is what they're called. Uh, And you can get, that's like CBD, uh, CBG, those kind of things. Uh, like CBG is really good for inflammation. So if you do something with a lot of CBG, uh, that is going, you know, it's going to help your pain because it's bringing down the swelling and inflammation in your body. CBD is really good for like anxiety, relaxation. Um, it will calm you down. Uh, there's a, a newer one that we're finding is CBN and that's kind of like the other two, but this one's more formulated like for sleep. So, uh, you know, people are having a hard time sleeping, they can get something with CBN in it, and that will help relax them to sleep. But I mean, there's uh, I mean, you can there's uh, things that will help your heart rates, uh, help with diabetes, There are so, there are so many ways that you can, that you can use cannabis to help you and you don't have to just smoke it. Uh, You don't have to, I mean, we have like tinctures. There are things now that are like patches that you can wear and you don't, I mean, nobody will know that you're using except for you. Um, We have one-to-ones, which is THC and CBD, like in those patches that I'm talking about. Um, And they're wonderful. Like we have some cancer patients that are at the end and they can't swallow but they need that pain relief, so we hook them up with those patches because you just stick one on and you're good for like 12 hours, and that will help with that pain.
0: Oh wow, yeah. So for our listeners that want to know more or possibly get involved with your nonprofit for, you know, cannabis education, mm-hmm. um, how would they get a hold of you? Um, they can email me
1: anytime. Uh, I have an email. It's a Gmail. Uh, force F R C E four twenty at gmail.com. Um, I have a Facebook. You can always message me through that too. Um, it's at Um My Instagram I have, uh, that's at frce420 as well. I'm always willing to talk and educate. I, I love what I do. This has been the best job I've ever had and the most fulfilling and rewarding thing I've ever done.
0: Wow, I love it. <laughs> I think <laughs> that anytime you can bring your heart of helping the world, you know, and the people in it to anything you do, you're making the world a better place. Oh yeah,
1: I I think so too.
0: So thank you for all the hard work that you're doing and trying to increase the education and the understanding. And and I can tell that this is a a real passion for you um, of sharing, you know, all the different ways that some people benefit, but also really um, taking into that approach that it, it may not be for everyone, But if it is for you, you're going to help them find their way.
1: (laughs) And and we don't want to give you a bad experience. We want to educate you because if if that first time you try something and it's terrible, you're not going to ever want to do it again. And you're going to be ruined from the experience. So we want to help guide you. Um, All of us, we want to make it the best experience you can because we want you to come back and we want you to enjoy this.
0: Right. And, and receive those benefits. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Carrie, for being on the show. It's been excellent and very informative. I know I learned a lot today. <laughs> and for our listeners, I hope, you, uh, I hope you got something from our episode today Absolutely. as well. So this has been Humanity Meets hey. Business, Business Therapy with Christine Salvo, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist, Advanced Certified Mediator, and Master Practitioner of NLP and Hypnosis. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day. Thank you.